Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on your road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, just search Up Next, wherever you find it. Uh, Twitter, at Up Next Podcast, the new Facebook page and community slash group Facebook uh, up next podcasts is yes. where you can find us there and join the group. It's been crazy because associate producer John Sino has been running this thing and he's been killing it. But Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman. Um, we're also live. We are live on youtube.com forward slash up next every Wednesday night. We normally start around uh, 1030. Uh, you can come to the room a little bit before we normally shoot the shit a little bit. Come before, hang out in the room before we start recording. Uh, but we usually start recording at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time yeah. every Wednesday night. And hey, if there's a pay-per-view going on, we might do a little watch-along as well. We so, might. We might. Well, we, we did a watch-along last... We did indeed. Last Sunday night was NXT TakeOver In Your House. So we thought as your NXT friends... Friends! ...that we would have a watch-along in your house. And that was so much fun. Shout out everyone who joined us for this watch-along. I think it was our most bumping one. I think I think that was busier than WrestleMania. We had a lot of people in the room yeah. all at the same time, all giving their thoughts on the show, all enjoying some random tangents throughout the night. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Then we did a post-show that was up on YouTube as well, a little afterwards. Uh, both are up on, on the YouTube there, like the video form. All our podcasts we do live again, so the videos are usually up a little later in the week, like fully up there if you ever want to see what we look like, but I don't know if that's a thing you people are into. But, um, so NXT TakeOver In Your House was Sunday. We did our post-show and thoughts on all that stuff. This is the, the, the retaliate the, the return so, i don't know what you... i mean it's usually the hangover but, yeah um it it, you know it, it didn't feel like it no i i mean since since we've been having like the usa network and stuff with yeah. new 
like footage, essentially live footage every week. They haven't really done these hangover shows, but I don't know. Maybe we'll still call it a hangover. Well, we can get hungover. We're drinking some Prosecco mm. for some reason. It's Wine Wednesdays here at the BDE. Uh, we still do our NXT meals. You did a barbecue tonight mm-hmm. with some chicken, with yes. some steak, mm-hmm. with some salad. Some pork. You, you, we went all over. Burgers. Yeah. Everything. A vegetarian is shaking his head right Very now meaty. at us. We had salad too and zucchini. So yes. I, we didn't come up with an and, NXT name for and it. And sweet potatoes. Yeah. We were all over. Uh, but you didn't come up with funny NXT names. It's so Barbecue. Fuck it. BBQ. I, it's and- hard. We've done barbecue for like the last four <laughs> weeks. It's, it's tough. Uh, yeah. So we're drinking uh, some White Claws Prosecco. Um, <laughs> there's some things we, we want to talk about before NXT, um, which is... New Japan Pro Wrestling mm. kind of coming back, um, which is a lot of fun considering it's been a long time. If you are wrestling nerds like us who also watch that kind of stuff, uh, that's that's good news. We get to see New Japan Pro Wrestling come back. They've announced like this like tournament for and uh, that leads to this like big event and return of crowds maybe. Yeah, so it's we've got the New J- uh, New Japan Cup, which is a thirty-two man single elimination tournament uh, that runs every year. But this year, because a lot of the kind of international talent they'd usually have in it aren't able to Cross get over. to Japan. Yeah. So this year has a load of the junior heavyweights as well, which makes this quite exciting, unique tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love the way New Japan books because I feel WWE often book themselves into a corner. They'll book two people who are on a hot streak and go, how do we get out of this? Uh. Okay, DQ, run in, something like that. New Japan, that doesn't tend to be the way. So when you look at um, like the the brackets and you see a like Kodorobushi, Zack Sabre Jr. in round one and winner will most likely go on to face Tanahashi, it, it makes it interesting because right. trying to predict like where they're going to go, who's going to be the winner, because as you mentioned, the winner will challenge Naito for both titles at Dominion. Uh, it gets very exciting. Yeah, it's and a whole, it's a whole thing. it gets kind of nerdy, trying to work it all out. And I like how New Japan is treated like it's a sport. And 100%. The, even the way they were brought back is like a quick press conference, like it's an actual sport. Uh, all the I love seeing all the, the wrestlers, Okada, Hiromu, Tanahashi, all getting their hair done this week. Yeah. And the colors. We just did a review of The Wrestler where Randy the Ram Robinson's putting the stuff in his hair to get the hair bleached. Getting the highlights. They were all doing yeah. that, getting fresh up for because they're coming back. Uh, so we will be doing some reviews, obviously, uh, of these. But we, I mentioned the Facebook group. Um, our associate producer, John Cena, has put together this, like, game uh, for this tournament. Um, you can submit, like, your picks for who's going to win and, and what tournaments and these brackets and stuff. And we're going to have, like, a little little contest. Yeah, so head to uh, the Facebook page because, um, as Braden said, we've got this tournament going on. It's you'll get one point for uh, pr- like correctly predicting the winners in round one, uh, two points for round two, three points for the quarter, five points for the semi-final, and ten points if you pick the overall winner. So it's it's going to be an accumulation of points, and we'll see who is the most knowledgeable, who is the best booker. Yeah. Who thinks the most like Gato and who will be the winner of our very first uh, competition. And we'll have a, a little prize for whoever wins. So yeah. go to Up Next Podcasts, uh, the Up Next group, and, and put in your entries. And so far, looking through the entries, every single person has picked someone different. Whoa. So it's wide open. I haven't done my picks yet. But can I just pick Okada for everything? 
You, you think we're going to go right back to a card of Inaito oh. straight away? Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah? Yeah, no, actually, I kind of want to see Hiromu Takahashi versus uh, Tetsuya Naito because that's the match they kind of teased and we didn't get I it. I could see that. I mean, they normally, but, is it King of Pro Wrestling every year? They have the junior heavyweight right. against the heavyweight champion so, and obviously that didn't happen. So I could see that being a possibility. Also. What about your man Tom? What? Yeah, I, I know Ishii is in there, and I'm really excited because I mostly want to see Ishii one day get the IWGP title. I think that's a thing I need to see happen, but it's very unlikely. I would put money on it maybe happening, but yeah. Uh, or actually, you know, Wrestle Kingdom. Be- remember wrestling before COVID? Mm. Remember that? Vaguely. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom when um, Okada fought Kota Ibushi and beat Kota Ibushi, but then Okada lost to Naito. So there could be the story there with going back to uh Kota Ibushi and Naito but yep. this time it's for both titles mm-hmm. so that's an interesting avenue as well and a but, few that happened for uh, most of 2019 you could easily pick back up yeah I there are so many yeah there's so many different possibilities but I, I know my man Tom Tomohiro Ishii the goat uh will will pro- will need to you're right now you have it in my head he needs to he needs to win this thing yeah I'm so excited <laughs> I gotta enter this contest uh facebook.com slash up next podcast there's the page and join our group because it's becoming a cool little community there and we 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 have stuff posted for every event we have that's live, live chats, chats. For like Raw yeah. and Smackdown it's and been a lot of NXT, fun NXT all of that it's- yeah shout out John Cena he's been he's been doing that for us and it's been really cool um another thing we saw right before NXT came out uh you know this Sunday is the greatest wrestling match ever. Ever. Well, uh, we decided to do the greatest watch along ever. So YouTube, we're going to be doing a watch along for Backlash. Uh, I'm super excited. Um, Edge and Randy Orton, will they have the greatest wrestling match ever? Edge already is like, it, it's not. This the is question not, is, yeah. do they have the, the greatest editor ever? Uh, because it has already been taped. Will we see knee slaps? Oh, in <laughs> will we see Champa show up? Um, so I bring that up because we will be doing the watch along again. So come hang out with us and see how fun this it can be. It's really awesome to hang out with people because we joked that we're your friends, friends, and <laughs> you were about to do it. Um, it's it's cool that we actually can like do make like connections with everyone all over the place, and we all just hang out and watch wrestling. So it's a lot of fun. But Edge is in that match this Sunday. But I saw something on the internet that I just had to click and made you watch during a commercial break tonight during NXT, which is a trailer for Edge's new movie, Money Plane. Money Plane. Money Plane. You've heard of snakes on a plane? Yeah. You've heard of airplane? Forget all that. Yeah. Money Plane. Money Plane. It's uh, Edge is like a, like, I don't know, hitman or, or con man. And Kelsey Grammer is a bad guy. You need to see this trailer. It looks fucking ridiculous. It kind of, yeah. I, I was getting sort of Ocean's Eleven vibes <laughs> but like, on a plane. So it, it's, <laughs> but in a good way. It's this plane where, I guess, because you're over international waters. waters, there are no rules. So anything you want to, if, if the game you want to play in a casino is Russian roulette. Right. You can do it. On a plane. On a plane. So it's it's Adam Copeland, which is Edge, with his his hair tied up in a back bun. Uh, Denise Richards is randomly in it. Kelsey Grammer and Tom Jane, which I swear he was like the Punisher. Uh, this is just... Wasn't Rose Byrne in Yeah, there's some Rose more Byrne people. This, this well, like... Honestly, watch the trailer for this. It's so fucking... It's just ridiculous. I can't... We're going to review it. Hey. Ob- hands down. Did you ever want to see Frasier and Ed I know, perform a I heist can't. on a plane? A fight. Yeah. They're going to fight each other, obviously. <laughs> like, 
That's ah, I can't wait. Frasier, uh, Doctor Crane, Frasier from Cheers. I've been watching so many, so many episodes <laughs> of Cheers and Edge. Two like opposite characters in two different worlds come together and they're gonna fight. Somehow. It's wonderful. I can't wait. I had to bring it up because it looks so lit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of Edge, maybe we should do some quick predictions for, for Backlash. Long, for Backlash, I've got the card in front of us. Um, it's a hit and miss show. I know you're going to groan <laughs> right. for most of this. All right. Um, we have Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Yeah. Parking lot, bro. In a, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, Sheamus had, we assume, framed Jeff Hardy for oh, a DUI hit and run. I saw of that. Poor Elias. Kind of distasteful. Yeah. Uh, it's wrestling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I'm going to go with Jeff Harvey. <laughs> Jeff Harvey. <laughs> That's Jeff Harvey. Hardy. I've been watching Botchamania. It's in the intro. <laughs> I'm gonna go for Sheamus with this one. We have, which could actually be um greatest wrestling match of the night. Okay. Apollo Cruz versus Andrade for the United States Championship. Yeah, yeah. I think that one actually could be the sleeper hit here. I know here at uh the BDE, the Braden Davy Estate, we are big fans of Andrade. You particularly, Andrade yep. versus Gargano. You, yeah, we, we'll, we actually might get back to that yeah. a little bit later <laughs> for specific reasons. Um, yeah, uh, Andrade, fuck it. Uh, mm. I'm gonna go. They seem to be having putting some steam behind Apollo Cruz at the moment, and I think an Andrade loss could build the tension between his little stable Uh-oh. with Selena. Uh, but yeah, th- this is one of the things I think they've been doing a good job with with Selena Stable and Apollo Cruz finally putting something behind him yeah only took six years or whatever he's talented he it's is. been a long time we have uh which i think will be your match of the night oscar defending the raw women's championship against naya Jax. oh boy shall we just say oscar and move on yes oscar okay <laughs> we have the women's tag team championship ma- match bailey and sasha banks versus alexa bliss and nikki cross versus the iconics uh, I want Sasha and Bailey to retain because it was announced tonight that the winners of this match will face Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox next week on NXT. The and Shots and Knox connection. The I Shots and Knox. Wow. Love yeah. it. Um, and Bailey and Sasha were the champions originally and, and said they would defend the titles on NXT and never did. So that makes the most sense to me. 100%. I agree. Um, yeah, they, they should have a fair bit of a run. I think this is eventually building up to their break up and feud over the women's title yeah and finally get this match that they've teased for like three years it feels yeah. um but yeah and i want to see them back on nxt i think that'll be <clears throat> mean way more than seeing alexa bliss and nikki cross or the iconics back we go to the wwe championship match drew mcintyre defending his championship against bobby lashley yeah in a rematch from tna wow slammiversary 2016 yeah, it was something. yeah damn something like that um yeah, it's weird. This is the world title match, and this is my smoke break, sounds like. I Drew. I'm going to go with Drew. I think Drew ha- is starting to have a quite a nice little run with the championship. I, I enjoy Drew McIntyre. I-, I think he's really kind of moved into this main eventer um, role pretty well. Bobby Lashley, they- they've kind of pissed around with for years as well since bringing him back. So it's nice to actually see them kind of try and take him seriously i'm not a massive fan of his but i'd much rather see him in this role than you know feuding with rusev or talking about his sisters so uh (laughs) i'm gonna go drew mcintyre here and hope it's just a, a fun physical encounter for sure we have a handicap match for the universal championship 
we have Braun Strowman defending his championship against The Miz and John Morrison. Uh, okay, uh, I don't care because this sounds. I don't want to watch this at all. Like, and they want people to pay for this. That's fucked. Um, well, network. Yeah, sure. Uh, just just because I, I'll say John Morrison wins the WWE title, not Miz. John Morrison, who's never won it. Well, I mean, how are they? Or is this Universal? Yeah, it's universal. it's a handicap match, and they always change the rules of how these work. Sure. Like we saw the handicap match with Sami Zayn when he won it and he was the champion. Other times we've seen it where they share the championship. Freebird. I just don't want to see Braun with this title. Yeah. But I think this is an easy win for Braun. But come on, surprise me. Just yeah. give it to Miz and Morrison. Fuck it. Yeah, who cares? Um, And then we go to the greatest wrestling match ever. Wow. Edge and Randy Orton. Edge versus Randy Orton in a rematch from WrestleMania. But this time they're going to wrestle. None of this walking around... Walking around the PC. It's going to be chin locks. We're going to have headlocks. We're going to have uh, leg slaps. <laughs> We're going to have a punt, maybe. We're going to have the commentators call Randy Orton and Edge all the various and like numerous nicknames. You ever realize like so many wrestlers have multiple? There's the I ultimate tri- opportunist. Triple the, H has yeah, the most, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. The King of Kings, the game. The serial assassin. assassin. Like, fuck it all. Randy Orton's like the viper, the predator, the fucking king, the legend killer. Like, there's so many different things. Are we going to have Michael Cole at the end say, stand up, stand up and applaud wow. these men? <laughs> <laughs> you just witnessed the greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, yeah, I love Edge. I love Randy Orton. What, like whatever. Uh, this, this something's got to ha- something's got to be here to happen. Something's you know gotta happen. We laugh about the the like gimmick of it. Yeah, I'm excited just sure. to see Edge in a wrestling like a proper wrestling match again. Not a rumble. Not a like backlot brawl. Whatever they had. A proper wrestling match. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of down. Yeah, uh, um, sure. So I think it will be. A relatively fun show, but you know what will make it more fun is you joining us. YouTube.com forward slash up next. We'll start bang on 7 p.m. and you can just drink with us. We might have a bit of a mukbang. Um, <laughs> and I learned what a mukbang is and now I can't stop saying it. Mukbang. Yeah. It, it sounds, it sounds rude. It than sounds it is. like it, like it's a bad word, but it just means to eat on camera. Yes. So yeah. Um, interesting. And join us and join in the fun. Hey, uh, we do have a Patreon as well, and we did a review of the movie The Wrestler this past week with MJ from NJ to join us, our world champ patron. And the movie The Wrestler is awesome. I've seen it before, but it's been a while, and we did a review, and that was a great show, I thought, that me and you did. But that movie was so much fun to go back and watch. Uh, during this time in quarantine, our Patreon, we've been like watching and reviewing such random stuff, but it's like... Good time to do it if you're stuck at home watching, want, want stuff to watch. Uh, so we did The Godfather. We did The Wrestler. And this week on not just our Patreon, because this week we have our best match ever for Backlash, where we're going back and watching all the Backlash matches, um, which me and you have come across. We're going to discuss it on this mm-hmm. show. We're recording it tomorrow. Um, there's a banger of a match that happened at Backlash 2000. Oh, yes. And it was not The Rock versus... Triple H. It was not Rock Triple H. It was H. not The Rock. That, that match was a good match yeah. ever, but was it the, the, was the, it the best, best match ever? ever? So because it's the greatest wrestling match this Sunday, we decided to do a best match ever backlash. The match we were talking about may or may not involve 
Scotty Tuhati and Dean Malenko. We'll talk about it on the show, we including uh, Randy Orton, McFoley, uh, the Triple Threat Wrestling WrestleMania rematch, all your favorite Backlash matches. Um, so all these shows are up on the Patreon this week. Um, Patreon.com slash up next. $5 a month gets you all the shows, including our Was Next, uh, all the old best match ever. We have so much stuff coming up in June. Uh, but this week, also, for free... We're finally finishing our Star Wars reviews. So on this very free feed, tomorrow at some point, the Rise of Skywalker review, the final Star Wars review. Are we you made it. We, we did started it. this project 13 months wow. ago, and we've finally gone through every Star Wars film, The Mandalorian. Um, the we fucking Christmas special. We haven't tackled the cartoon. Stop telling us to watch the cartoon. <laughs> a lot of. I will. Uh, I want to be free of this pain. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been a long time, but yes, uh, we uh, we will be finishing the Star Wars Rise Skywalker and listen in because we're going to put out some suggestions of what we're going to cover for free on this feed next. So yeah. uh, give a listen to the show and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, but Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker, it's on Disney+. Plus, So we finally have, we've watched all of them, reviewed all of the Star Wars reviews are free on this very feed if you just scroll through the history back. But this, the final Star Wars movie, we're finally reviewing it. And at the end, we're going to rank the Star Wars movies. And obviously our, ours are not going to be the same. Oh, they'll be very different. <laughs> or maybe there will be shocking who knows? Uh, but that will be free on this feed. So if you're a Star Wars nerd, go check that out. Uh, but we are here to talk about a certain show. Uh, our TakeOver review was out last Sunday night, which was so much fun. TakeOver in your house was a lot of fun. It had some ups and downs. Uh, I think the consensus of, of you know, fans from at least looking online, Reddit and Twitter and stuff is that take, it was still like a TakeOver, but that, that parking lot brawl was... Uh, something different. Yeah. So I feel like everyone is kind of on that wavelength, but the pay-per-views moved over. So we're time to like move into different kind of f- fresh things and fresh, fresh storylines. And I think that's what this episode, uh, we're about to talk about really kind of does in a good way. This was yeah. a pretty fun episode. And we're talking about the June 10th episode of NXT. Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era, they come down. Adam Cole, Retain the title in that parking lot brawl, even though his arm got glassed up. And he's been champ for 375 days. Mm. What were you doing for the past 375 days? Stuck in home. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like it for 375 days. Um, Adam Cole with Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. They are no longer in Dexter Loomis's car. But they're still they escaped. They, yeah. yeah, they finally got out. They they will they'll explain. They found the little the little latch in the back. Oh, you know, there's a latch so you can. I'm escape. I'm terrified of ever being. I'm a big dude. I don't know if I'd fit in a trunk, but like those that Impala was pretty big. What if you know they get put in that? I'd be scared. I don't know. When I was a kid, you got stuck. No, oh, worse, way worse. Worse. Whoa. Um, we were we went to like MFI or something, some like hardware store. We're in the parking lot. And with my parents. Yeah. And my as friends. a joke, I pretend to like start to like climb into the boot of the car. Yeah. My dad's not looking and slams the boot of the car really hard on just cracks on top of my skull. <laughs> you deserved it. Yeah. Um, it was fucking scary. Oh, that sounds and terrifying. my dad obviously oh. felt Awful. Oh, it's your um, fault, though. It was my you fault. Fucking, I, I admit it's my fault. You little cheeky cunt. Just trying to get in the car, trying to be a little jokester. <laughs> just because it's my fault doesn't mean my dad isn't going to feel like he almost killed his son. Oh. 
I was going to say his only son, but oh. you know, only one that matters. I remember one time I was hanging out with my young cousin, and he was like young, and uh, in front of my uncle and me, he accidentally pulled the like the thing to move the car. So we just watch him like bye, and the car just crashes into the house. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to go, but the, being trapped in a in a trunk sounds terrifying. So I feel for Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. Could you imagine? I'm terrified of putting me in a in a trunk like that, and then there's snakes. Like, just fucking shoot me. I don't want to ever have that. I watched Jackass where Bam gets put in the snake pit or Indiana Jones, how he hates snakes. That's me. No snakes for me. Be wasps. Wasps would bother me more. (sighs) There's some wasps in our BDE MSG out there in the garden. Oh, outside. Outside, yeah. What can I do about that? Apart from complain on TripAdvisor. (laughs) About our half? No, about wasps. I once got a complaint. I've told this before. I once got a complaint from someone I served. Because they told me there was a a wasp bothering them, yeah. and I didn't do anything about and it. You got a bad they complaint. were sat outside. What were you supposed to do? And then she said in the review, um, it could have caused a fatality. Wow! So I was like, why the fuck didn't you go you inside? Could have been then? assisted murder. <laughs> could have accessory to the fact. I'm like, what? What do they expect me to come out with a, a blowtorch and like a bee costume? Kill this fucking <laughs> kill this fucking wasp. Uh. Uh, well, I wouldn't want to be locked in a trunk with wasps either, but Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish escaped the trunk, and they're here with Adam Cole. Adam Cole says, nobody would believe that Dream was going to beat me. Nobody believed it. The era of Adam Cole continues. You see, not to knock Dream, he proved that he's good, but that's not the problem. He's just not Adam Cole, baby. I'm dominant. Nobody has held the title like this in NXT. Not even in the WWE is there a champion like me. And that guy, Dexter Loomis, what he did to Roddy and Bobby, putting them in the trunk, it's just inexcusable. And then Roddy and Fish are getting angry because they're still freaked out. Roddy's like, yeah, that creep. We were locked in that trunk for 12 hours. Yo, dude, that sounds bad. (laughs) 12 hours? Where did they go to the bathroom? What did they do? They were probably so dehydrated. Wow. Just crazy. Uh, Roddy says, and everybody knows I hate being stuck in a trunk. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody knows that. It's just obviously. Uh, And then Roddy starts to like freak out like he's paranoid and he thinks Dexter Loomis is in the crowd. Now it cuts to Dexter when it, when it cuts back, Dexter's not there. Obviously some like smoke and mirrors here. But he's freaking out, and Roddy and uh, Adam Cole and Fish are not buying that. They're like, yo, calm down. He's n- there's no one there. Adam's like, I got this. Dexter, wherever you are, he's, he's right there. The mustache and hair, he's right there. And he's like, no, he's not. Calm down. Uh, every- so they kept cutting. <laughs> yeah. They kept editing. He was there. It's just they never saw him. Yeah. He would just vanish. It's like the Invisible Man. If you look at him, he's not invisible. But if you look away, he is invisible. Mm. Mystery Man. Uh, so Roddy's freaking out, but no, they don't see him. Adam Cole says um, (laughs) uh, he hasn't been in war. You see, I am Adam Cole. I am the NXT champion, not Le Champion. That's the other show on Wednesday. Champagne. I think he said that before. Yeah, he yeah. has. Champagne. He says, tonight, Dexter, I will fight you and I will beat you. And I'll send you back to the NXT drawing board where you belong. And that is undisputed. And then they walk away. But Roddy still starts to see Dexter chasing him and following him. So he runs away. <laughs> run, Roddy, run. Uh, this was fine. Adam Cole kind of needs to make – like his title run – has been super successful, but since this COVID era, it's hit definitely like a lull. 
I feel so. I feel like there needs to be some serious moving forward, but which I think we'll get to. But yeah, I feel he needs to change at this point. I think I okay. I love Undisputed Era. It's be baby faces. Maybe there's not been any. It's been the same shtick for a while now with him as champion, and no one's been as hot as a challenger as Gargano. Sure, I'd say we yeah. haven't really had that epic since then. Mm-hmm. And we're talking that's like he won it off Gargano a year ago, over a year ago. I think something needs to to change. With we'll him. see. Face turn for Undisputed Era, perhaps, sure, yeah. or just main roster soon. That could also happen. Yeah. Oh, please don't leave me, Adam Cole. Uh, we go to commercial, but when we come back, Roddy is backstage and Roderick Strong is just hi- like hyperventilating. He's freaking out. He's seeing Dexter Loomis everywhere and Cole, Cole is consoling him or consoling him. Uh, and in come Keith Lee and Mia Yim and they're like, well, 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 Adam Cole. And they're like, get out of here. We're, you know, taking care of Roddy. And Keith Lee says, hmm, what's next for me? I think I have an idea kind of looking, glancing over at Adam Cole's championship. That's an interesting title match that I kind of want to see. We've seen Gargano versus Lee. I liked it. It didn't quite get to the level I thought it would be. It wasn't quite a wrestling match. I thought it could be, Yeah. but that is another match. Keith Lee and Adam Cole. I think again, we've seen it, but I want to see a big one, like a big. Yeah, time, I think event. so. It's something we thought they might do is a like title for title thing. Yeah. Uh, and a subtle, Tease for it here. And next up right now is a tag team match that we thought was going to take place at TakeOver in your house. But instead, it's happening here tonight. The North American champion, Keith Lee, and Mia Yim, which are known as Yimitless. Love it. Going up against Johnny and Candice, the Garganos. And uh, Johnny, you know, he has that new, like, heel metal music. His intro now has these, like, rebel heart claps, the... And there's like, and then it goes into the new theme, which I think is a nice little, like, nod to his yeah. this rebel. Heart. They seem to be switching it up every, every week. week. Every week, it's changed. Uh, so Gargano, Gargano, by the way, you know, people always are like Johnny Gargano's a tiny guy. Jar- Johnny Gargano is jacked. Like, oh yeah, he's a he is ripped. I think he's in the best shape of his entire career and this year in the past year. Like he's just. He's looking good. Looking good. And I like the new heel attitude. Because he doesn't have croutons with his Caesar salad. Right, right. Damn. I couldn't imagine a world without croutons in my Caesar salad. Mm. But if you don't have croutons in your Caesar salad, you could look, you like, look that. like that. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. Um, so it's couple versus couple. A married couple. Are Lee and Miriam married? They're not married. No. They're just a couple. Just a couple. So relation, uh, unlawful, uh, uh, unlawful couple versus a married couple. What? <laughs> Is it unlawful when you're not married? I don't know. I'm just trying to. I think you're just a couple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you in an unlawful relationship? I don't know. I think unlawful is the wrong word. I think I'm using the wrong word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the married couple versus just the non-married couple. Um, before this match, they just do a bunch of trash talking. But Mia Yim is trash talking with Johnny and Candace is up in Keith Lee's face and Keith Lee has had enough of her shit and just kind of lifts her up. And Johnny's like, Hey, so he attacks Keith Lee. They, they all start to brawl now and the bell is rung. And Morrow mentions right now that this match is a tag team match, but it's a tornado tag team match. Therefore, the couples like don't need to tag, but like they have to fight the, they've got to fight like men and men, women and women. Yeah. Right. We'll see if that pans out. Um, so, uh, there's, 
Uh, Rana from that's blocked. Like you know how Keith Lee always counters people's Hurricane Ranas into like the power bomb. Stamps it and shakes his head. Mia Yim does it to Candice at the exact same time, and then they do like the Authors of Pain collider power bomb, slamming them both down. Uh, looks really great because like they're both doing it in sync as a couple. They go to commercial break. When we come back, it showed Candice was beating on Yim with a series of elbows, and there's a straight jacket. Um, Johnny and Keith Lee tag in and. There's like the grizzly bear like slaps and chops to Johnny, which is just crazy. And he hurls Johnny like he throws him across the ring like nothing. Uh, just the great visual of the size difference. Lee then lifts up both Johnny and Candice LeRae at the exact same time to like block a DDT. Uh, but somehow Johnny still manages to like assist Candice in delivering a spinning DDT to Keith Lee. He saves it once, but they hit it like the second time. Yeah, he hits the enziguri, which yeah. allows her to hit it. And then Candace gets up and says, I did a thing. I did a good thing. <laughs> I did that. Uh, Yim is in now with like a series of thrust kicks and the dragon suplex with the bridge, but Johnny breaks that up. There's then forearms from Mia Yim to Johnny. Now she's just pissed off and beating up Johnny Gargano, which is great. Mia Yim and Johnny going back and forth. Uh, well, she's just beating up Johnny, rather. Um, and I'm yelling at my TV. I'm like, if you hit her, I mean, if you hit him, he, he might hit you back. Essentially. Isn't that how it could, we've seen Mia Yim versus so many people in women versus men. Like she's, she's really good here. She's getting yeah. German suplexes on Johnny. She's going all out, but she turns around and Candice LeRae hits Mia's own move, the soul food, but it's only a two count after the lion salt still two. There's then a spot where like Johnny runs, but Keith Lee pounces Johnny, who then flies into Mia Yim, and Keith Lee's concerned, looking. There's the final beat DDT, but it's onto Keith Lee, who then lands on Candace. So now Candace is like flattened by Just Keith Lee. Washes her. And Johnny's like, oh, Johnny's down, and like, oh my god. Keith Lee feels bad, so he picks up Candace, like, ah, oh, I'm so sorry. But as he's doing that, Johnny rolls up Keith Lee. Grabs the tights and Gargano pins Lee. The Garganos beat the Yimitless. This couple wins. The married couple wins. Yeah. There you see, you got to be married. Yeah, because you don't want to be unlawful. <laughs> unlawful. What the fuck? Uh, I love this. I normally, I, I don't normally get into mixed tags. Yeah. I, I hate the whole kind of. Like, as soon as you tag in your partner, the other person has to leave. It kind of just... It's, it's not tag team wrestling for me. This, with, like, the tornado stipulation, it made this work. We both know that Candice and Mia Yim have wrestled countless of intergender matches. I mean, one of Candice LeRae's most famous match matches was partnering Joey Ryan against right, the Bucks. Right, Um We've seen Mia Yim in Smash Wrestling, like, against Matt Riddle and stuff. Like, yeah. we know they can both do it. And but it's just that thing with WWE, I, I guess, not wanting to have that kind of seeing a man hit a woman on TV. Sure, yeah. I get it. I get it. But the way they did it here with allowing the women to do some spots on the men and also a bit of the like the confusion, like Lee kind of being knocked onto Candice. Yeah, uh, I thought it, it worked brilliantly. And this whole match was just nonstop. It was go, go, go. Uh, the heels got a cheeky win at the end with a roll up mm -hmm. with Candice like being completely laid out for it um yeah I really really enjoyed this I, I agree with you I I was really into this whole thing this was the match we thought we would get on last Sunday but instead it was a singles which was really good don't get me wrong but 
this was kind of even more interesting because Mia Yim worked. This was the best Mia Yim has come across since being in NXT. It's, hands it's, down. It's weird, isn't it? Because because um, Mia Yim keeps on having these moments where I think she's kind of going to break through a bit. That ladder match where her face just got destroyed. Yeah, and continued. Um, last year and then continued. I really felt she got some support there. And I think this, having her like go up against Johnny Gargano and stuff, yeah, it was great. I think it's going to make people go, oh, that girl's badass. That's yeah. awesome. She is. They need to keep it up. But the problem is she's then got lame comedy or just she's been a whiner in the past, hasn't she? <laughs> Didn't she she's get attacked like, and Regal's like, I don't care. Whatever. No, she's, she like <laughs> lost like three title matches and then was like, oh, bleh. it's I'm like, losing. fuck off. So... <laughs> You need to keep doing this. So she's kind with of thing. Keith Lee, and it's a better combo. Oh, this better works pairing. so much better. Uh, I would like to see this again down the line, and maybe have the title involved again. We've seen Keith Lee tease the NXT title, so maybe he doesn't need the North American title anymore. Who knows? Mm. But Johnny's got the win over him now, so it, there's a whole different avenues you can go by. But yeah, actually, this was really entertaining. Um, couple versus couple. This was really fun. And you don't see this a lot. That maybe, to me, this was this felt really well, fresh th- when it was characters I've seen for a long time. This beats anything from the Mixed, ma- uh, mixed Tag Challenge yeah. Oh, yeah. of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, and you had some like awesome teams in there. Like, cool pairings. But, but it, this, was, it was whack. This works. And I think this is maybe what you should be doing for these kind of matches. Have them tornado so you don't have that awkwardness of someone being beaten down for ages and then tagging so you both swap over. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like this. I like seeing couple versus couple and, and stuff like that. It's it's fun. It's different. And I, I like this. And Johnny Gargano winning this way, what a sneaky bastard. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I think everyone would be better if we lived the Johnny Gargano way. Oh, yeah. I really think, yeah. We'd look better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did a barbecue, except our Caesar salad was not a Caesar salad, and we just had a lot of meat. Our salad was healthier than it a was. Caesar salad, it was. to be fair. It was. But the... The 32 pounds of meat we had with I'm it. I'm on my way to look like Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can be Candace. Halloween costume. Candace and Johnny? Yeah. You, can, you be Johnny, I guess. I'll be Johnny. I'm yeah. not wearing... I'm wearing champer shirt today. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, we have Damien Priest, a recap of him losing last Sunday to Finn Balor. And there was an interview right after where he says, No excuses. I lost. But it's time to talk about the next step. You see, I accomplished... You know, putting a great match on with Finn, and you see now the name Damian Priest will live forever. People will remember me from for this match, and people, I, I, I'm I'm happy about that. Um, and then it cuts to another person who's being interviewed live right now, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. He is scheduled for a rematch against Finn Balor tonight. He says, "I already have a victory over Finn. I already beat him." And the Mackenzie Mitchell says, well, you're looking kind of confident. He goes, confident? Do you not remember? That's my middle name. Cameron Confident Grimes. And then he does his patented, ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Fucking love this He's guy. He's wonderful. <laughs> Around the same page. About oh, yeah, 100%. Grimes. You gotta be, you're just wrong if you don't like Cameron Grimes. I'm sorry. You know, what it is, is he, Cameron Grimes. He goes in like fucking 200%. We, he's a great wrestler. We yeah, know he's yeah. a great wrestler. So it's not like he's got this character and then is shit in the ring. He's great in the ring. and But he he commits to this like 200%. And Cameron it's Grimes. just so funny. I love it. Cameron, I, I can see people hating it, but I 100% love this. Cameron Confident Grimes. Ha <laughs> ha. He says, do I look like a loser? 
Uh, he says, look, that no good Damien Priest, see, he, he lost and I don't know what he's talking about. You see, I don't know why Regal even booked this. He might, it might as well just say it already. I'll be two and oh, doesn't matter. It's so nice. I beat him twice. Ha ha. And out comes Damien Priest who heard his name being mentioned by Cameron Grimes and kind of goes up to him, approaches him and says, uh, they stare at each other and then he just fucking nails Cameron Grimes with a forearm to the head, dropping him. And he says, continue, please talk. And then walks off. So Cameron Grimes just got hit in the mouth. So is this a baby face turn from Priest? I think or is so. This, is he just going to be in a little tweener role for the time being, depending on what feud he's going to have? I think, yeah, I think it's a face turn considering, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Priest v. Grimes could be... Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Oh. Bo- both are really starting to impress me every week. Like, really starting to grow on me. Priest had the performance he needed at TakeOver. So I'm like, yeah, I'm for that. Cameron Confident Grimes. Love it. Cameron Grimes. Uh, we have a recap of Io Shirai winning the Women's Championship last Sunday. Uh, it's like a video package recapping the match and some uh, highlights with Nakamura and Asuka congratulating her. Uh, there was the video they put out on tw- WWE's Japan Twitter that both like these wrestlers have... Uh, submitted. Uh, Obviously, Poppy is playing. Of course, Poppy is playing. The flow rider of NXT. Io <laughs> uh, Shirai says, this is my division now. I'm going to take this title to new heights. You know why? Because she gets so high. Because she's Io Shirai. She still gets me high. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes, but she that that's all for her on this show. She does not come back, which brought a little tear to my eye, but I'm over it. We go to Indusheer. Yeah. Remember these guys? Everyone's favorite tag team. Everyone's favorite tag team. How do you not love Indusheer? They're a household name. Uh, Indusheer come out, and it's Malcolm Bivens with his, uh, is it Rinku and Sarav, I believe. Yes. Um <laughs> Morrow says they hit harder than a fifth of vodka, guru. Um, so, so there's these jobbers now. I legit could not oh, catch one of their names. I, I think don't they think they mentioned one of their names, but Mike, I didn't. Mike Reed, I think, is sure. Or and Steve, <laughs> Steve and John. Uh, yeah. So these guys beat them up. There's elbows in the corner. There's corner attacks, and then a sidewalk slam, leg drop combo, and it's already over. Uh, these guys remind me of. The Authors of Pain in the early, early stages. Again, another Authors of Pain reference on the show. Yeah, I I can't even judge these yeah. guys right now. All we've seen them do is... This. Hit a couple of big moves, which which they do fine. Um, and that's it. it the, the real test will be once they're in proper matches. And I, I actually quite... I think Authors of Pain, towards the end of their NXT run, actually kind of held their own in those tag matches and um, did their spots well. But... We'll see. The jury's out with these guys. Um, and who knows, maybe in a year from now, we'll see them just playing baseball with the Street Profits on Raw. <laughs> oh, remember when tag team wrestling in NXT was good with the the War war Machine and Alistair and Ricochet? And oh, just remember the good days of DIY hey, you've got and Emporium. Revival. And <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, Cameron Grimes backstage is injured because he was attacked by Damien Priest and he said he's not wrestling tonight. Uh, so Drake Younger is, is trying to get a hold of William Regal on Skype or FaceTime here. He's like, yo, uh, Cameron Grimes, uh, isn't, isn't competing. And William Regal's like, yo, the fuck are you talking about? So they go and chase down Cameron Grimes. And as like Drake Younger's had so much to do recently. Yeah. 
So he's on the tablet, and the uh, I, what's her name? The the interviewer, Is it Mackenzie Mitchell, maybe. Mackenzie, I don't yeah, she's holding the microphone up to the tablet. The tablet, oh, you can barely hear talking. him. He's talking. I love this. Uh, they find Cameron Grimes, and he's with two girls, and he's chatting them up, being like, "Hey, we're gonna, what are we gonna, what yeah. are you guys doing tonight, and all that." And William Regal on Facetime's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, Mister Regal," and he starts to like hold his head as if, as if he's injured. He says, "Oh, I just I can't compete tonight. I'm just he attacked me. You saw Damian Priest attacked me. I just." I can't. I'm I'm hurt. And he goes, "Oh yeah, you uh, you see, you you have enough time to talk to these two ladies, but you can't compete, huh? Well, sorry, sunshine. Go warm up because you are facing Finn Balor tonight." And then Drake and the the iPad walk away. So Cameron Grimes is a little upset, and he looks at the two girls, the two ladies, and says, uh, "Sorry, we're not going downtown tonight." <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it on uh, How I Met Your Mother where Marshall is on an iPad for like the whole last season well, for the wedding? He's barely there because, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. don't they have him, or am I mixing things up? Don't they have him on like a, a Segway, like a wheelie thing at some points? Maybe I'm mixing up with something else. But basically, that's what I want to see Regal from now <laughs> he's on. He's not there. Regal just permanently on an iPad, but he's going around like oh my God. on wheels Fuck. in the back. Fuck. It's Look like here, sunshine. Krang. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like Krang up the hell, the, the 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 brain, but it's the iPad. It's William Regal. It's like when the general manager was a, a computer. Yeah, remember that? I love this though. I love like because I feel when they first went to empty arena, they kind of were just pretending they weren't in an empty arena, and we would see the empty seats and we'd be like, guys, why are you like why are you playing to a crowd when there's no one there? And I, I like. And you're seeing this with all the companies. They're starting to embrace more. Okay, we know the situation. Yeah. So why not have Regal on an iPad Skyping in his orders through Drake Younger? I love it. I think it's cool. Uh, I, I I love this so bad. Uh, it's the segue and iPad was from Modern Family. Oh, okay. People in the right. room are saying. Uh, also, John Cena in the room is reminding me that when Drake Younger interrupts Cameron Grimes and he's like, He's like, you got a match to do. You, come on, Cameron, you got to wrestle. And Cameron's like, Drake, get out of here. Go do the one, two, three. I got one, two right here. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron Grimes. <laughs> he's, he's the greatest wrestler ever. I, I love him. Yeah, uh, I want to hang out. I want to go downtown with Cameron Grimes. Sounds like fun. Uh, we have a video package, a lot of videos and interviews tonight for Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Uh, what do they call themselves? Breezango. Breezango. Uh, not Febreze, which everyone thought they should have been. Uh, they mentioned that they were fighter pilots and I was Maverick and you were Goose. Well, well, I was, I was Maverick and you were Goose. No, it wasn't. Uh, we were construction workers. They were building stuff. They were doctors because they were saving lives. And you see, they just want to be entertainers. They want to make people laugh, but people forget that they're actually can be serious wrestlers. In fact, Fandango won his debut at WrestleMania at MetLife, and they don't show who he beat him, but it was Chris Jericho. They mentioned Tyler Breeze is 32, and he's like, whoa, you're 32? I thought you were like 27, dude. Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what Fandango says. Uh, NXT was built on Tyler Breeze. You see, we lost focus on SmackDown and stuff, but NXT has a tag division, and the caliber is just talented. You got to kick it into full gear if you want to hang here. Uh, they say, we leave the laughs at the ropes. When we get in the ring, we're serious. And we showed last week, we are now the number one contenders to fight, to face Emporium. <laughs> what is Emporium? An Emporium. It's like a... An Emporium. 
It's like a, a kind of shop, isn't it? Like I think a, so. Yeah. An emporium, like a place to yeah. go. Yeah. Well, they mean imperium and they call Marcel. I can't ma- make, say the guy's name. So they say, uh, marsupial. Yeah. <laughs> Bartel. Um, you're looking at the new champs. So next week it's Febreze versus imperium, emporium. Yeah. I, I like this video package actually, like mm-hmm. trying to make them seem a bit more serious. I mean, we've said before, as wrestlers, there's nothing wrong with them. I actually, I quite enjoy watching Fandango's work. It's just, you're Tyler Breeze and Fandango, you know? Yeah. And I like that they were, like, reference referencing how they kind of sucked on SmackDown. Like, their their main roster run was kind of shitty. I like that they were res- uh, referencing that. But I feel this is kind of a little, like, too little, too late. This should have been the thing when they came back to NXT, and they ah. they they were a tag team back in NXT, and they they should have addressed it then. Like we we went to SmackDown, we were shit, and we want to start taking it a bit more seriously. And we might do our fun stuff, but as soon as that bell rings, we mean business. Um, I thought, yeah, a little too little, too late. But it was cool. Uh, like but I like you- this. This is what they've needed desperately because they've just been rehashing the same stuff i would say this is what nxt needs all you need to do like AEW. we do our AEW reviews every thursday as well on the patreon but a because i we love AEW here too but AEW is good at setting up little tv feuds like yes. setting up a match wrestling used to always tell you what's next week nxt tries to do I think that nxt have been good with that yeah as but well. they're, they're getting better at they're doing starting this to bring it back yeah um yeah, yeah. I so agree. yeah i like this i i know people were mad last week when brizango won but it's this is for a TV match, so cool. And why not put a bit more steam behind it by doing a little simple video package like this? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I liked it, and I like them calling uh, Imperium Fabio and Marsupial. I the think they're Emporium. genuinely quite comedic as well, which is the difference between them and other WWE wrestlers, where they're kind of in that jobber territory. So it's like, oh, you're just a comedy character now, and that's what you see fucking Curtis Axel playing comedy and you go you're not funny i think these guys definitely have it like we see in was next looking back that johnny curtis we just watched him start to do the fandango had this yeah. kind of weird thing to him and febreze was always very entertaining in his like original character um hey tyler yeah, yeah so uh, I, I like these guys I, look this makes me want think the ma- i think that a match next week is gonna be good and this kind so. of made it like look i i know i groan when they come out sometimes but recently i've been like yo these guys they said it in here like yo we we realize we have to hang if we want to be on this show yes. so yeah they have been so uh, i i did like this uh what are they gonna come out as next week like what would they come out as hopefully like not something that's like I'm what about former tag champions come out as what the other Fucking, people? No, they they all they've been professions. I don't know what other they've they've gone through the village people. Not police. Not police. Oh, no. I was I was thinking it, but I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. say it. Yeah, <laughs> you said it. I didn't say. It. It came to my head. <laughs> what could they be? That's like good. <laughs> uh, police. <laughs> no, no. Firemen. Fine. You know what? Support your firemen. Support your firemen. <laughs> I think they've done that. Have they come out with a big hose? I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see. A lot of the the viewership of their di- a different demographic will go up though if they come out as firemen. True. Yeah, it could happen. I would like to see Johnny Curtis dressed as a fireman. Sounds great. I think we might just get serious Brizango next oh, week that's after boring. this. <laughs> you that. used to hate the stripper gimmick. 
Now I want it more. Now you want yeah. more skin. It's the only strippers I can get these days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, we have a recap of Killer Cross. Killer Cross. And after the match, hours later, we see Tomasa Champa being followed by a cameraman and an interviewer. And they're like, Champa, uh, it's been hours since the match, but you're still here. And he's just quiet. He's not responding. They're like, Champa, hey, uh, Champa. And he walks to his car. We're... Were you underestimating Killer Cross? Were you not ready for him? And Champa just stares, gets in his car, and drives off. He took his ball and he went he's, home. He's yeah, being a little bitch. He drove he's, to Monday he's Night Raw. Rhea Ripley's gimmick. He's being a little bitch. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna go fight Randy Orton maybe on Monday sure. nights. Maybe. Um, I I don't know where this is going from here, but I guess we'll see. I think I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Champa was the one coming out of Takeover. We were both kind of scratching our heads, going, "Hmm, what now?" It's interesting because at one point we were like, "Oh, him versus Adam Cole would be a huge thing." Like he could have taken the title from Cole essentially and mm. kind of gone in that avenue. But uh, yeah, it's kind of where does he go from here at this point, Champa? I think we we've started to see from the main roster, although they've still got terrible writers there, we started to see that they have been taking fresher talent a bit more seriously. Like, we, we've we got your Buddy Murphys, your Austin Theories, your Andrade's, Apollo Crews, all that, who are featured a lot more. So I think maybe the climate is a bit better for a Tommaso Ciampa right now, if treated correctly. Um, because, yeah, I, I kind of feel his NXT days might be over. No! We can't lose another one. We lost Matt Riddle. Yeah. Come on. What are we doing? Um, Rhea Ripley, hey, you were talking about her. She's backstage because she lost her, her match on Sunday and she's interrupted by Robert Stone. She's looking a little disheveled still. He says, Hey, uh, can you feel this client manager chemistry? You see, Sunday, Rhea, you were a big loser. But what I, what I'm saying is together we could be like a phoenix rising from the ashes. I'll do everything for you. I'll set up your calls. I'll, I'll be your manager. I'll do everything. I'll do everything. Join me. What do you say? And she says, listen, Robert, the chances of me joining your brand are one in a million. And Robert Stone says, so you're saying there's a chance. I feel this is your line, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, occasionally used that before. Uh, no, Robert Stone just quoted Jim Carrey twice in the same promo. He said, you're a lehu zeher, and then you, uh, <laughs> you're saying there's a chance from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, she says, yeah, come here for a sec. Brings him like off camera, the camera follows, and she punches him in the gut and slams him through a, like a table in the trash can. I find Rhea Ripley so unlikable. Yeah, realistically. Like, if he went up to her... He was like, hey, do you want a job? Hey, look. Can I help you out? You've been losing. I've been losing. My job is a manager. Right. How about, hey, the only way to go is up here. We can at least talk about this. Can we talk about this? Yeah. No. Fucking puts him through a table. Like, rude. It's really rude. It's really rude. Um. Yeah, I... I don't, there's something I just find very unlikable about Rhea Ripley. And I think the character of hers I enjoyed the most was when she was in the Mae Young Classic the second time round, when she was just a a nasty bully heel. Think of her, like that match against Tegan Knox, where yeah. she was just bullying her, and that was the one where Knox's knee blew out. I I got very excited when she came into NXT because it was fresh. She just... It dra She's she dragged not a it down. Baby face yeah. to me, right? 
I agree. Um, so whether we're so I don't maybe know they if, actually join. <laughs> maybe maybe we're just going to see Robert Stone be persistent, and I think he's a, a fairly good performer. Um, he's growing on me. Yeah, he's so, doing the hot mess gimmick essentially. But I don't know. I thought this was very rude from Rhea Ripley. <laughs> there are nicer ways to turn people down. You don't have to so punch them and throw them through a table. Hey, look, we're both losing. Can I? We, maybe we can talk about this. Fuck you. Put you through a table. So rude. What a Rudy. What a Rudy. Mm. That Rhea Ripley. She's so rude. Uh, someone who's not rude. Cameron Grimes. He Cameron com- Grimes. <laughs> he comes down to the ring. Uh, I don't know how many times I said fight pit the other week, but oh, someone better count how many times I say Cameron Grimes tonight. Because <laughs> uh, Cameron Grimes versus Finn Balor, who's hot off his win against Damian Priest last Sunday. Uh, these two start off going back and forth. There's chops. Ex- Cameron Grimes can chop. Uh, he is lit. As Trevor Lee, I watched a lot of him, and he was fantastic. But he's he's coming into his own, I think, here in NXT. Uh, his whole gimmick is he's like just telling everyone he beat Finn Balor. He's yeah. like, hey, girls, I beat Finn Balor. What's up? And they're like, what's up, Finn Balor? Uh, he basically is going toe-to-toe with Finn here, and Finn tries to grapple him, and Cameron Grimes is an underrated wrestler because he does this like wrestling like move on Finn Balor like I mean a wrestling move like literally like like almost belly to belly but like not I don't know how to explain this this look well like a, like, a like traditional just, wrestling throw. just like throws him like yeah. nothing like I know Finn Balor knows his shit and could fuck someone up but Cameron Grimes clearly has the the technical skill here because this was like this was just one like flash move here but i was like whoa that was very impressive and then hits this like a knee to the gut uh he goes for a sunset flip finn counters with a drop kick grimes hits a dean ambrose like stan hansen like lariat they come back from break cameron grimes is beating him down he says you honestly thought grimes would be scared of you are you out your mind but he gets beat up uh there's a a Jumping stomp from Finn, a sling blade, the John Woo drop kick. He goes for the coup de gras. Grimes rolls out of the way. There's a roll up from Grimes, only a two count. Finn gets out of it. There's a roundhouse from Grimes. He then gets knocked with the 1916, counters that for a roll up. I thought it was over, but Finn kicks out at two. There's the final cut. Grimes then hits the side effect. They're going back and forth. Cave-in is attempted, but it's blocked. There's then the reverse 1916, but it's only a two count. We thought we thought it was over, but it was only a two. Finn then goes up for the coup de gras, crushes Cameron Grimes with it, but then picks him up, hits the 1916 brain buster. Finn Balor gets his retribution over Cameron Grimes and gets the win. But this match was lit. Yeah, I love this match. We were we were talking before this happened about how uh, it would be cool actually for Cameron Grimes to win this because we love I well I love when there's always that one person who like has your number. Yeah. Um, and you see it in sport, like you see it in in soccer, there'll be your top clubs, but there's always this like bogey team, this like lower in the league team that just always beat you or bring you to a draw or whatever and i kind of wanted to see this with grimes here yeah. where finn valor can go on and beat sure. everyone it doesn't matter really but whenever grimes faces him he beat just him. sneaks out a win i would like and it, it can be something grimes remember can shelton benjamin about. would always beat triple h or chris benoit always beat triple h like yeah. there's so many different or in new japan you see it we just did a bunch of best match ever with like masawa and well, Kawada, yeah, japan like, where yeah there's always one has the other's number so always the t- but the title will never switch between these two yeah I, I would have liked to see that, but I know Balor is the priority here. 
uh, Grimes doesn't kind of lose anything here losing this. He can still be this ridiculous cocky heel. Uh, but the match itself was great. I bit on quite a few of the near falls, mm-hmm. especially the sequences of the like the 1916 being blocked and Grimes actually kicking out of the reverse, reverse 1916 was awesome. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, this was great. I really enjoyed this. I, I really liked the mixed tag earlier in the night. Mm-hmm. Like that was just something so different and so fresh, kind of something we haven't seen in quite a while. But I think Cameron Grimes and Finn Balor was my match of the night from tonight's NXT. Honestly, this was this was really good. Uh, I, I know when Cameron Grimes came in, I was like, man, Trevor Lee needs to get some exposure. Like he, he he's going to be a guy who can be. A, a big character on this show, and I'm happy that he's slowly, you know, he has the hat, he has the vest, he has the ha-ha, he's now, got all that Now doesn't like, the hat make so much sense? Exactly. Because when he first did it, everyone was like, what is that? And now it's just, oh, this guy is weird and full of himself and likes his hat. Look, I- I'm a guy who wears hats. Mm-hmm. I wear, like, caps and dad ha- caps and fitted snapbacks, all that stuff. I don't really like the hat Cameron Grimes is wearing, but it, he suits it. It works for him. Like how yeah. AEW's Anna J hat works for her. I disagree with that. But. <laughs> uh, I, I really like this. Uh, Cameron Grimes loses. I'm kind of interested to in seeing where he goes. Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest is a match uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing. But Cameron Grimes is kind of stuck in this uh, like mid-card level type thing. But he, if fine he keeps putting on these bangers, man, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be like the Johnny Gargano of NXT. Like the character will eventually go in that direction. Maybe, I think yeah. one day. Yeah. I feel, I feel that for real, but I also miss his spinning German suplex. I swear he did that move once. And I was like, <laughs> dude, where aren't you? Why aren't you doing that move? It must be way too dangerous. Uh, but this was, this was awesome. Check out Cameron Grimes and Finn Balor. It was good. Um, after the match, Cameron, uh, Cameron Grimes just laid out Finn Balor. Uh, looks at the, the, the camera, comes close and says, I've held a lot of titles in my career, but here in NXT, I've never been North American champion. So, Keith Lee, when you're done playing house, come and see me. Mm. Come and see me for once. So, Finn Balor calling out Keith Lee uh, and the North American title, instantly moving this in that direction Cool. Great. Which is great. And I, I don't think that was something we necessarily put together before then. We were saying, is Balor going to challenge for the, the like, Adam Cole? Yeah. Or, but Keith Lee versus Finn Balor, very fresh there. Yeah, so I, would, I would like to see yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm, I like also, it's it's not that hard. After a wrestling match, you want to move a story the next direction. Have the guy just point to the camera and talk, call someone out. You want a match? You see it yeah. in UFC, don't you? Exactly. You see someone wins a exactly. fight and you go, that title, I'm after that. Yeah, exactly. I've won the last three, I want that. It's so simple. Like, treat it like that. Yeah. And it'll go, it works so well. And it did right there. And then uh, yeah. just the next week, you can interview the person they challenged and go, what do you think about that? Boom. Because, well, they've been winning however. Like, And that's how you sell us on these events and matches. Yeah. Take my money. Uh, speaking of take my money, Casey Catanzaro coming down you Your were favorite. Ma- you were making fun of me you're like oh you hate her i'm like i don't hate Do anyone hate i don't I don't hate casey she's your, she's your least not favorite. katie casey casey Catanzaro. yeah you yeah. said katie uh, see i don't hate her yeah i like her um she's your least favorite talent in wwe though right oh definitely not okay oh no there's a there's a long list some of them are on the main roster least favorite in nxt least favorite nxt uh no Am I just am I just dreaming this that, that I hate Casey Catanzaro? I think we did a May Young Classic once where I was like, "Whoa, she's really green. She doesn't really know what she's doing." And this was like a long time ago. And I think ever since then you've just held that against <laughs> right, me. Right? Okay. So maybe that's it. Um, I, I'll tell you, I like Dakota Kai. 
I really think Dakota Kai could be moving in a, in like a more prominent role. And we'll kind of get to that too. Uh, Casey Catanzaro and Dakota Kai going up. Oh no, I hated, uh, Jesse Alaban. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. When she had that botch gimmick, that was her gimmick. Man, terrible. She's doing better now. She's doing better now. Casey Catanzaro, Dakota Kai with Raquel Gonzalez. Um, Dakota has the offense and she's beating on Casey. They're, Dakota's kind of on the outside and Casey hits a Huracan Rana off the apron, which was cool. Back in the ring, hits like a somersault leg drop. Dakota fights back and hits like a huge face wash haluva kick in the corner because she is the leader of Team Kick. Uh, there's then a roll up from Casey, but it's only a two. The overhead like Power Ranger scorpion kick from Dakota Kai. Then the fireman's carry into the GTK. The go-to kick. Go-to kick. <laughs> and Dakota Kai pins Casey Catanzaro. And then she looks at the camera and pretty much like, hey, I'm coming for that title. You hear me? And then just starts to stomp out. She's like, oh, that, that worked for That Bala. worked for Finn. <laughs> Why don't I just do that? So she does that. Beats up uh, <laughs> Casey Catanzaro after the match. Outruns her her like friend and partner, Caden Carter, for the save. She starts beating up Dakota Kai but runs into... Lady Diesel of Raquel Gonzalez and Caden Carter just gets folded with this one-handed tornado powerbomb tower thing. This mm. move is awesome. Crushes Caden Carter. Uh, love this. Dakota Kai kind of doing a TV program with Io Shirai in the next few weeks. Sounds good to me. Absolutely. And right away now we've got a third tag team by the looks of it. So Casey and Casey Caden and Carter. Caden Carter, which, which I like. They're both kind of similar. They both like running the ropes and doing kind of gymnastic sort of yeah, okay. style moves. Yeah. Um, so I see them together. They both started at the same time too. And just, I'm liking this tag division we're building up in NXT for the women. So I'm not necessarily wanting to see Sasha and Bailey lose it right away. But especially now when everything's being filmed in Florida, you can have Sasha and Bailey go through all three of these teams sure. at some point and maybe eventually bring the titles to to NXT. Yeah, what what tag teams do we have for the women's division? You've got Deco- uh, Dakota and Raquel. Yeah. Uh, Shots and Knox. Yeah. And Caden Carter and uh, Casey Kanzar. Yeah. Oh, and Marina Shafir and Jasmine. Oh, Jasmine. I don't Where have they uh, been? I think they've, oh. they've been with... Uh, El Leo Fantasmo and his boys, have they? Because they've just <laughs> vanished. Kidnapped? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I forgot about them. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, well, we they've, some, just, they've just been ringside. For we a have long some time. tag teams here. Yeah. Yeah. Take the, t- the titles. We'll be here next week. But Dakota Kai and Io, Io Shirai. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that. That sounds good. I see that as a TV match, do you assume? A program, at yeah. least. Yeah. A few weeks, maybe. Um, Timothy Thatcher. He's talking to like a bunch of guys, essentially. Sorry, the, the room has just said Aaliyah and Zaya Lee should team up as well. <laughs> They'd be Zaya Leah. <laughs> Four tag teams in NXT. Zaya Leah. Zaya Leah. Zaya Leah. Versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Yeah. Oh my God. When's the, the ratings are going to be fucking. AEW's fucked. <laughs> they have the men's tag team division. Well, we have the women's tag team division. That's for sure. Oh. Uh, you know what? I actually, I'm, I'm poking fun, but I actually really want Bailey and Sasha to have the titles defended regularly, to be a women's tag team division. Cause I think all of the people I'm mentioning can, can put on some good stuff. Absolutely. I actually do think this, it'll be really good. Um, but, uh, please, it's no kind of sad, really, when you think of it, that this is the only title that can be defended across all three brands. 
and it hasn't been. There have been no teams. It's like, yeah, true. There have been no teams, and there have been people just floating about. Na- Naomi seemed to have disappeared again right. on the main roster. Like, why? If if you're not going to be in these singles programs, team them up and just have this title regularly, like contested for. Yeah, it's not hard, right? I want to see that match next week. If it is Bailey and Sasha, hopefully uh, th- against Shots and Knox, because that would be great. Timothy Thatcher is in his his training facility, his camp Thatcher, if you will, his ring camp. He says, uh, catch style is my style. Leave your tears at home. This training is brutal and barbaric, and it begins next week. So Thatcher, catch style. Something he's got a gym, he's got a it's the dark order. He's got his minions. I don't know what he's I but. see this being similar to the Cassius Ono gimmick. Okay. Right, yeah, you know, you know, in NXT the, before NXT, like he would wrestle, just he do these wrestling. open wrestling challenges. Yeah. But maybe this is in like a empty, dark gym, and maybe eventually he'll like use it to kind of recruit people. I don't know. Ooh, okay, like cool. have a little uh, wrestling school. I'm cool. Faction yeah, kind cool. of thing. Maybe I've only seen so much of this guy, but if this it's it's already different. He's telling me, hey, next week I'm going to do some. Tra- catch style shit. Yeah, All right, cool. Show- yeah, it's is. interesting. Yeah, show me. Uh, something that's very interesting. You, uh, sorry, I've always tried to pronounce this guy. He's the new cruiserweight champion, but the announcer said one way, and we've been calling it something else because I've heard another announcer say it something. So is it uh, Del Fantasma? El Eo Del Fantasma. But they said like El Idol, da da da. I'm like El Eo, I believe. Yeah, that's El how I Eo Del Fantasma. So I'm going to call him Fantasma. But I won't have this problem for much longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, he comes out. He is the new Cruiserweight champion because last week he beat Drake Maverick for the title. He is the interim champion. If you go on WWE.com and click under the roster and click champions, uh, the, the champions look great right now, by the way. But if you look at um, the Cruiserweight, it's both Jordan Devlin and Phantasma because Devlin is the champion, but he's stuck elsewhere. Phantasma starts to speak in Spanish, but instantly is interrupted by Drake Maverick, who comes down to the ring. He says, hey, I want to say congratulations. You are a phenomenal competitor and amazing cruiserweight. Last week was special, and I want to thank you. Everyone was talking about me and my new contract, but they should be talking about you. You debuted, and you your whole journey into wrestling, you made it here, and you won the title, and it's amazing. And you see, you deserve it. And now that I'm full-time signed to NXT, I want to face-to-face, I believe that I can beat you. And he's basically like, hey, I want a rematch. Give me a rematch. Um, and Phantasma's like thinking about it. And out walk the two masked he, men. He says yes. He says, he says yes. See, and the crowd start chanting C. The so crowd, yeah, the yes. rematch is like confirmed, I believe. But the masked men show up. Mm. Now, we've been calling them the Lucha Cartel because they've been kidnapping some people. They kidnapped Raul Mendoza and they kidnapped uh, Joaquin, Wild. Joaquin Wild. And they tried to kidnap every all Phantasma, uh, but he's always blocked it and saved it away. Now, they come down. They surround the two guys in the ring. Now, Drake and Phantasma go back to back. They're ready to fight each other like it's rush hour. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. But as it's about to go down, Phantasma slowly turns around and just stares at Drake. And Drake realizes what's happening. Turns around and Phantasma 
headbutts Drake. The, the the two lucha dudes come into the ring and they start to just all beat down on Drake Maverick. They hit the Phantom Driver. He hits the Phantom Driver on Drake, and then they they unmask, mm. and the two masked men are in fact Raúl Mendoza and Phoenix. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Joaquin Wild, Joaquin, not Phoenix. No, no Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> not Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Joaquin Wild. Uh, so. I think I'm pretty sure on this show I said they're going to do the Scream thing, where, spoilers, if you've seen the movie Scream, uh, the whole thing is there's two guys pretending to be one guy and yeah. vice versa. So these three would obviously alternate to be the kidnappers. So, yes. so that would mean Joaquin and Phantasma kidnapped Raul. Yeah. Raul and Phantasma kidnapped Joaquin. And then it's been Raul and Joaquin trying to kidnap right. Phantasma this whole time. But wait, there's more, mm. because Phantasma then takes off his mask, revealing his face. The luchador just revealed himself. Whoa, he didn't even have to put the mask on the line. He grabs a microphone and says, uh, I am no longer Phantasma. I am Santos Escobar, revealing a brand new name, a new moniker here. The Phantom was a phantom all along. It was a ruse to enter mm. this competition, to come into NXT it literally was the movie Scream. Yeah. They literally used the the word ghost, like phantom, and Scream is Ghostface. Therefore, they use that thing. It's basically Stu and, and Billy from <laughs> from Scream, and he had his two goons here to do it for him. Uh, I love this. I've been complaining on this show that we, we used to be the cool wrestling show, and then AEW completely stole that steam because AEW is really good at the like wrestling storylines and can, making you want to tune in and stuff. This is one of those things, and NXT knocked it out of the park with this. This is – I mean – I'm not going to look it up now. Someone tell me when this storyline started. Because this has been going on for months, yeah, right? Yeah, And we all know where it was going, but we wanted to make sure we wanted great. to see like, it out. It's been... They they haven't rushed it. They kept the intrigue. They saw it right out to the end. And to me, it makes sense. Like, Raul Mendoza has been there for years and was just floating around, constantly losing. But he's a good talent. Yeah. So it makes sense for someone like him to... Join the Dark Order. Join, yeah, join something <laughs> to cartel. kind of try and better himself. Uh, Joaquin Wild not being around as long, but yeah, constantly losing. And then you've got uh, El Fantasma, which what I love about this as well is he was actually unmasked in AAA in yeah, 2018. Right. Now, we know there's, unless you're Rey Mysterio, there's a tradition in, like, uh, with luchadors that once your mask is off, it ain't going back on. Right. But this has, this, you can kind of read into it deeper that as soon as that mask came off, he came, became Santos Escobar. And he's just had this mask back on as a ploy, but he's unmasked here. So he's, I, I like it. I yeah. think it, it helped, it works with the lineage and the history of his character way before NXT was a thing. Um, no, I, I and, really and enjoyed And I think this. these three, uh, should be treated as a big deal. I really like this as well. I thought this was really creative. It's it it creates the new character, the three guys that you know they're always in suits and they're lucha masks, but now they revealed themselves. They're three luchador dudes. They're three cruiserweights, and now they kind of have their leader with with uh, Escobar here. 
Uh, I think this was really good. After he reveals himself and says that the two cruiserweights like do double flying like event Omega, which was the Hardy Boys like old old move, which is the double like splash on the same time onto Drake Maverick, just laying him out even more uh, as they all stand and pose, and he just like raises his arms as their leader. And now we've got a new tag team in the division as well. Yeah, which three, a you, triple. You said earlier like about the men's tag team division seems a little empty. So in AEW, right before kind of quarantine hit, we were they they teased the death triangle with the Lucha Bros and uh, Pac, Pac and Pac, Pac, and now we don't get that because like travel stuff is is blocked. But now we kind of have this like trio in NXT with the like Lucha guys because I know they just all took their masks off, but mask off. I think it's cool. I think this is a cool storyline to, to kind of go forward. And like, oh, I, tr- I tricked you all into winning it, t- to being in a tournament. I came in as the son of the phantom. I'm this mystical thing. I'm like, yo, he, like it's, it ain't real. I was lying. Which is great. Cause you look back and he was never attacked. People tried to throw yeah. him in, but he was always physically okay. And his boys helped him actually win the championship, right? From the distraction. So yeah. it all makes sense, which is, is rare in long-term WWE storytelling. So I'll give him credit here. I really like this. Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar. Yeah. I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, really cool. Uh, just a, a news update. I just got a notification on my my, my phone. Uh, retweeted by Kona Reeves. Okay. <laughs> the story of me fanboying over Kona Reeves, NXT's finest, <laughs> uh, continues. Because I said, the only reason I'm watching NXT tonight is to see if I can catch a glimpse of Kona Reeves. Which I did not, actually. I did not uh, see him. I might have seen him at one point. I I don't know. But uh, what did he say? He... Uh, he 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 retweeted me. He thinks. He, oh, he just retweeted. He you. thinks I'm right. I, I wanted to see some Kona Reeves tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so far so good. I like the storytelling tonight on NXT. They're moving things forward, yes. which is I really like in my wrestling. Um, it's a TV show, and a TV show's job is to make you want to watch the next episode. I hate when you watch like Raw or SmackDown, and you don't even know what's going on on the show because they don't give a fuck enough to tell you. Whereas. You should be like when you watch an episode of Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or whatever it may be or Sopranos like I am right now, you watch something leading to the next episode where wrestling kind of has kind of lost that I feel whereas even progressing with new storylines. I'm really excited with that that last one because it leaves some fresh options to go into. Uh, so we go to Roderick Strong backstage and he's trying to convince the Undisputed Era that Dexter's chasing him still and finds a drawing left in their locker room of uh, like Roddy. And he's like, guys, look, he was here. He was here. And they're like, Roddy, he relax. drew me a picture. Ah, <laughs> ah. And he's like, guys, last time we ended up in a truck. And he's like, just get ready. Like, get out of here. And he, they walk off and he's like, Dexter's now like through the glass. You can see him staring at Roddy. He's like, ah, and he walks off. I, I just had a memory of when I, uh, when I did one of my tours, okay, uh, one of the girls on the tour, like, said, "Hey, can you come into my room and look at this? Is this weird?" And we had we like had cooking stuff with us because we were traveling the whole time, and she had a napkin. She was like, "Which one of you did this?" She had a napkin, and drawn on it was like a pig face in ketchup. Oh, and like none of us did it, and she's like, "Stop fucking with me." Who did this? Whoa. And we're like, seriously, none of us did this. And we think it was the cleaner. 
just <laughs> drew this picture. <laughs> it's creepy. Someone leaving drawings for you out of nowhere is creepy. Oh, I like scary. Would you be creeped out if you suddenly just saw a like someone drew a picture of you and left it on your bed? I don't know. Our play, like, we have the haunted chair here. We're, true. We, have a, we have a haunted chair and things get wild in our thing. Our backyard has, has wild animals. Our house is haunted. So got, is it, what did we name the raccoon? Ralph? Ralph the raccoon. Ralph the <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned him on this show, but we do have Ralph the raccoon in our backyard. If it stopped raining, we'll go and say hello to yeah, him. Yeah. He's like not a chubby raccoon. He's like a, like a, he's like slender. He's got a cone nose. He's really cute. He's really cute. Mm. Hope he's okay. Hope he's all right. What were we talking about? Oh, NXT. NXT, Dex Loomis, drawing <laughs> pictures. Yeah. Uh, so they announced that the winners of the Backlash Tag match will face Tegan and Shotzi next week, but I already told you because I like you guys. Dexter Loomis versus Adam Cole. Main event time. Adam Cole comes out and Dexter Loomis is looking scary. That's his gimmick. He looks scary with his mustache. Uh, Cole calls him a dummy, but Dexter starts tossing Cole around, throws him into the ropes, then slides and does his, like, uppercut from the outside, kind of like Stardust or Goldust. Uh, Cole fights back with a giant pump kick to the face. Cole is now slapping him around, hits a neckbreaker for a two, then another neckbreaker, but this one was more like a rude awakening, Rick Rude-style neckbreaker, which just looks nasty. That looks like it would actually break your neck, thus the name. Uh, there's... Dexter Loomis, who tries to fight back, firing back, throws Cole in the corner, corner clothesline and a bulldog, then a German suplex, but it's not enough. Cole hits super kick to the knee, a super kick to the face. There's the last shot attempt, but he misses it, runs into a spine buster, then another spine buster from Loomis, two counts, uh, knees up by Cole when Dexter goes for a swanton bomb. And now the, the Panama City, but that's blocked into the, what is it, the Kata Kutami, the, the arm triangle choke thing that Dexter Loomis has been doing. But Bobby Fish gets on the apron, distracts the referee, which allows Roddy to hit an enziguri to Dexter Loomis, which allows Cole to then hit the last shot. And Adam Cole, the NXT champion, pins Dexter Loomis just like that. Um, but kind of, before I kind of go into the aftermath of this match, um, what did you think of our main event? I thought it was a bit of a letdown compared to everything else on the show. It wasn't necessarily bad. I, I quite enjoy the character of Dexter Loomis. I just don't think... I don't know how I feel about being involved with Adam Cole and Undisputed. Yeah, Era. it's like, let's go away from I, and this. I, I think part of it is due to Dream. I think part of it is due to the Dream storyline where we've had this larger-than-life character being involved in the title picture for a long time therefore seeing another kind of weird character going after them it it just doesn't sit well with me whereas what i've liked in the past with your kind of adam cole alistair black feuds or alice Ale- adam cole johnny gargano is it's it's more sports like it's about who's the better wrestler and adam cole happens to be a cocky dick right so i just don't like the combination of it um, and the match just—it was there. It was here. It was there. It was here. Uh, it wasn't bad. Wasn't good. It was yeah, there. yeah. I, I, I agree. It was just kind of here for that. I feel Adam Cole's in a, in a stump. You know, Batman always needs a Joker, and Adam Cole just doesn't have his his hero to fight right now. Yeah, like he just doesn't. Um, so after the match, Adam Cole attacks Dexter Loomis, and Undisputed Era come in. The, the Wolves—they beat on him, uh, but but 
Undisputed Era like start to leave. Cole then goes in on his own and gets locked in the arm hold. That's when they beat him down. And out comes Velveteen Dream for the save. I, I really like that. We've seen him do it before. Um, what, it, what is it? He calls it the Karakajima, the Kapakatami. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Arm triangle, know. yeah. Um, but I, we've seen it before where he'll just hit it out of nowhere. Edge's new move. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jake like, Hager's move. I like it. Everyone's though. move. I like it how he, he comes out of nowhere because it adds to kind of his serial killer character. Or we've seen him hold it when people still be beating him down. So I thought the, it's, it was like the, because he's like a scary movie character. It's like the, the bad guy rising sure. up before the double tap, right? right? Yes. It's one last kill. Ah. Ah. Dream comes out. Dream and Ro- Dream and Cole. Uh, Dream, sorry. Dream and Fish. Let me try that again. Velveteen Dream and Bobby Fish fight and they leave. Dexter and Roddy fight. They leave. Adam Cole is standing alone in the middle of the ring. He has a little grin on his face. He holds up his NXT championship. He's looking cocky. He's looking cool. And the lights go out. It's The Undertaker. Not quite. The lights are out, and there's a spotlight. And it's Scarlet. Yes, Killer Cross. Karrion Cross is Scarlet, his lady friend. She walks closer to the ring. She reveals that she's carrying a giant uh, hourglass. A sand hourglass. She turns it upside down, places it in the ring... And the, the quote-unquote crowd start to chant tick-tock as it's the sands of time. Doomsday is upon us. And it's left with the shot of the hourglass and Adam Cole in the ring. Karrion Cross wants the NXT championship. And we go off the air. Give it to him. Yeah. It's time. It's yeah. time. Just, Just do it. This is the next big feud. This will be SummerSlam. Karen Cross should win it quickly. Kill him. Kill, kill him. Adam Cole. Just kill him. Have this there time. There you go. Book him like Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, book him like Goldberg. Why not? Uh, I really like the ending here. How it, it like I I like the 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 traditional things in wrestling where it's little things that could lead to things. He didn't come out here. It was his his manager, his partner here, Scarlett, who comes out with this this prop of the hourglass because mm. his thing is TikTok, right? And I think it's really simple. I think it's really great. Now, what would be cool, or maybe I just think this would be cool. Okay. Remember when they introduced Jericho's clock before Jericho debuted? Yeah. And it, the it counted clock. down right until the middle of The Rock's promo. Right. This sand should be pouring forever until, Ooh, we might get until that. SummerSlam. Whoa. So it'll be building. Next week, only a little bit's gone. Yeah. A couple of weeks, it's like half gone. Yeah. And it should be building to that SummerSlam match. And he wins it and sand goes everywhere and it's a sand Adam match. Cole fucks off. Like, Sandbox match. I don't match. know, just Adam Cole's in this slump, right? Baby. It's- Adam Cole to AEW confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I actually think Karrion Cross should be the guy to beat Adam Cole. I think I wasn't very moved by their match this past Sunday between Champa and Cross. I think it just wasn't the right kind of. It was just in the, it wasn't too long. It wasn't too short, right? It was it was, it, it was in the middle. Yeah. It should have been either a very quick squash match and it or wasn't. a proper match. So I feel like this this kind of Brock Lesnar type push for a character maybe is something that the show not necessarily like you know. I'm one for wrestling matches. I love uh, my matches of the year and going back and nerding out over that stuff. But this is a guy who kind of maybe the character should be that this is what he does. He crushes people. But they got to make it a little bit stronger, especially if he's going to be the – like you're predicting that he beats Adam Cole instantly for the title. 
SummerSlam weekend takeover. So that's a long time to build this up. It's six weeks. However, like however much Two sand months. is in that yeah. that thing. So yeah, uh, I mean, I, I like this angle see, ending the show. Do you see Cross as a babyface then? I guess so. Inst- he, he kills Champa and he's already a babyface. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Great. You replaced Champa. You took the spot. I guess it's just it'd be like that sometimes. I think the big thing really do with I I really quite enjoyed this show because there's direction. We've, yes, uh, we had two really good matches. I thought with the the mixed tag and uh, Cameron Grimes versus Finn Balor. Cameron really Grimes. enjoyed both of them. Uh, loved the the conclusion of this lucha uh, cartel angle with the big reveal. The and we actually now phantom. The Cruiserweight title feels like a big title. We've actually got a proper storyline. Yeah, which has we Escobar. ever had. He's not Eric Escobar, right? No. He's the, he's the Phantasma Santos. Menace, right? And we know the, the next main challenger for the, uh, for the NXT title, we assume. Right. It looks like Bala and Lee are going to have a thing. Weirdly kind of hinting at going for the, for the NXT title yeah. earlier in the show. It wonder, wonders, if maybe the four guys are going to be kind of mixing it up all against each other. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I, I re- it was pretty solid. I really did. My match of the night here tonight from NXT was the Grimes versus Finn Balor. I loved the, the mixed tag though. I have to say like that was a lot of fun. Uh, but I really liked this masking of the Phantasma, the mask of the Phantasma. Uh, yes. Yeah. It was, it was good. It was really fun to watch. Uh, we, it's weird because, you ever watch like a movie like I, I love shitty horror movies and you always like I, I mentioned it comparing it to Scream. You kind of when you watch movies or thrillers, you kind of are in your own head or like, OK, I think it's this guy with this thing. And you kind of foresee it. You're like, yeah, that's probably what they're doing. But like, yeah, I want to see how, I mean, how it plays out. Realistically, it had to be. It had to be. Him. It had to be Raul yeah. and Joaquin as well. The cartel. Lucha cartel. It, it had to be people we know. There's no point revealing it and us being. Hmm. OK. Who are these guys? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I really, I really liked it. Uh, well, that was NXT from June 10th, 2020. That's what we thought about it. But let's go to our feedback. Every Wednesday, forum.postwrestling.com, we post up our feedback thread and then we will read it here on the show. I think we only have a few here, but uh, do you want to read uh, the first uh, one? I accidentally just hit the exit button. Well, so then you know what? I'll read it. You go first. Okay. Paul from New Jersey says, everybody knows I hate being stuffed in trunks. Roderick Strong, you beautiful son of a bitch. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, I was married to Billy Kay and we were tagging together. If she mistakenly hit an offensive move, crashing an opponent into me, there would be only one thing left for her to do. Go for the cover, baby girl. Uh, Billy Kay? That's a strange... Oh, no. You, we know Paul from New Jersey loves the Iconics. Right. I mean... Paul from New Jersey himself is iconic. Uh, he, he continues to say, uh, Gargano did the right thing. Uh, we can talk about our timing over the winner's purse. I would like to take a minute and be serious. I was very critical of Cameron Grimes up to this point. I would like to apologize to Mr. Grimes. I'm sorry. I didn't realize your greatness sooner. The Breezango promo is hilarious, but that's the problem. The promo does talk about them getting serious, but the whole thing is a joke. Big fan of these guys, but I think it's time to put Fandango and Breezy away and bring out Mike Dalton and Johnny Curtis. Being the rider and Hawkins of NXT is only going to keep you employed for so many days. This week's Kona fact, 
Kona needs to stay off his goddamn phone when the camera's on him. Well, that's because he's busy tweeting me. Kona, I have you slated to win the North American title I take over in one year's time. Texting with your new best friend, Braid D on camera, isn't going to get us there. Thanks. See you at Backlash, guys. Just just taking in everything you said <laughs> You there, just said Paul. a lot. Um, I want to see Cameron Grimes and Kona Reeves as a team. Oh, whoa, no. Dream match is these two fighting each other. Have them at best of seven. Best of seven, and then they have a draw in the decider, and they become a team. The finest and the grimest. Exactly. <laughs> you see where I'm coming from. We go to Wrestlingram. Whoever made the Rick Rude taking Atomic Drops Twitter should make another account, but instead show all the instances of Roddy being scared of Dexter Loomis. Consider me sold on Karrion Cross after tonight's angle with Cole, very, very reminiscent of the Katrina Mil Muertes package from Lucha Underground. Uh, with the return of New Japan, who do you think will win the New Japan Cup and challenge Naito at Dominion? Hiromu or Tom? Is my two. Um, I'm gonna go with Sonata for now. Get out! Don't uh, not in this house. <laughs> you don't bring that shit. I don't here. even like Sonata. I know. <laughs> that's my pick for now, but I'm gonna change it. He's supposed to be the. Hey, future. I don't want to. I don't want to tip people off. I'm entering oh, right. this competition as well. Yes, I want to give myself a prize. Yes, thank you for the feedback, gents. Uh, yes, uh, join our Facebook group again. Search Up Next Podcast on Facebook. Join the page and join the group because it's so much fun. Uh, and join us on Twitter at Up Next Podcast as well. Um, join our New Japan Cup. Uh, bracket tournament thing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, if you're interested in New Japan, like we are, but that's it. That's NXT. Uh, we do have some more shows. Patreon.com slash up next. I mentioned we did the Godfather. We did the wrestler. We have our best match ever backlash this week coming out. Um, we also are going to be doing our backlash watch along and like a backlash kind of post show that we'll be doing as well. Um, yeah. What else do we have kind of going on? Our Rise of Skywalker for free. Like yeah, I mentioned. Check out our Rise of Skywalker review tomorrow. Uh, but also before we go, we need to say our thank yous. Oh, yes. Um, so these are patrons of ours who, uh, signed up to patreon.com forward slash up next and help us keep this show for free each and every week, uh, with their support. And we can't do these shows without you. So thank you very much. I want to start off by thanking Zach Midress. Zach Midress. Zach Midress. <laughs> I want to thank Frank Sulo. Frank Sulo. I want to thank Will. Hey, thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. Just Will. Yeah. I want to thank Sarah Jones. Sarah. Not Nora Jones. Sarah Jones. Not Sa Nora Jones, not Davy Jones, thank but you. Sarah Jones. Thank, thank you, thank you so Jones. much. And Adam Newbold. Hey. I want to give you a big, big thank you. Thank you, Adam. And a big hug. Fuck it. Yeah. I want to yeah. hug all you people. I want to hug all of you. Hey, thank you from Quebec. Bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> Thank you to Matt Oates. Uh, thank you to Ron E. Bosch. Wah. Thank you to Shannon Howenick. Thank Ooh. you, Shannon. You're the best. And thank you to Stephen Cormier. Yes. Wah. Thank you very, very much, guys. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you. We love you. As we love all our listeners of Up Next every Wednesday. So thank you all for listening. And uh, we hope to see as many of you as possible on the Facebook page, on our Twitter. But most of all, Join us for Backlash this Sunday. <laughs> the greatest Even watch along. Even if you don't want to watch the show, we can kind of 
tell you what's going on and talk about food and other issues going on. It's going to be the greatest watch along. It ever. will be the greatest watch along of yeah. all time. You heard it here first. Uh, thank you for listening to Up Next every week. Thank you to all the Patreon sub- subscribers. Uh, thank you one to anyone who just supports uh, wherever you may be, wherever you may be listening to this, whenever you may be listening to this. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting. Uh, I hope you guys are being safe wherever you may be. I myself, Braden Harrington, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. So take care of yourselves. Be safe. Goodbye. And everybody knows I hate being stuck in trunks. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.